Good morning, Princess Beatrice. I have brought some tea for you. Thank you, Mr. Williams. You may put it just on the desk. Yes, ma'am. It is getting frightfully small, isn't it? Small, ma'am. The mess. The clutter of books. Once you could not fit a single teacup on that desk, much less a whole tray, and now there's only two small boxes left to see to. Quite a feat indeed, ma'am. I have set your letters for today beside the tray. Thank you. Anything from our new king? Not... not exactly. What do you mean, not exactly? Did he send a letter or not? He sent a letter, ma'am, but Edward VIII is no longer the king. (laughs) My word! He actually did it! Yes, ma'am. Gracious. Imagine the selfishness. Abandoning your sovereign role for some divorced American. It's uncouth! Certainly, ma'am. His father reigned 26 years, his grandfather almost 10, and my mother an astounding 64 years. 325 days. Embarrassing. An affront to the station, indeed. (laughs) Well, you can toss the letter in the fire. There's nothing he has to say to me that I would want to hear. I have much else to do. Do bring me that second to last box there, Mr. Williams. No time to lose. I am aging only more swiftly. But aging with grace and beauty. (laughs) What a flatterer you are, Mr. Williams. Oh, goodness. What am I supposed to do with these? Is something the matter, ma'am? Have they become damaged? Damaged? Oh, if only. No, they are merely incomprehensible. Oh, yes. Would you look at that? What language might that be, ma'am? Hindustani. A fleeting obsession of my mother's, and a most irritating one at that. Oh, gracious, there's one, two, three, four, five of these Hindustani journals! Each one is unreadable as the last. Perhaps, ma'am, I could engage a speaker of the language to assist you. I am certain a few ministers who served on the Indian continent would be able to. Mm, Absolutely not. Who knows what is written in these pages? Such breach of the Queen's private life cannot be risked. Of course, (sighs) ma'am. What a mess this is. Not to be presumptuous, your Royal Highness, but... One might think it admirable to attempt the mastery of another language. It was not the language that was the problem. More the language tutor. Mr. Abdul Karim. Why does it appear that everything is written twice? First, the Munchie's handwriting, then hers beneath. (laughs) Munchie. Do you know what that means? Teacher! But he was no teacher. He was just a servant who came one day and never left. And to think all I can decipher on this page is the date. June the 8th, 1890. All the rest gibberish. Munshee? Yes, Your Majesty? I want to write. I am happy. Of course, ma'am. Here, you may copy after me. Me kushum. Me kushum. Very good, Your Majesty. You know, Mr. Cream, I will be very pleased when I do not have to ask for your help every other word I write. Uh, you must not be so uncharitable with yourself, ma'am. You have only spent a year with the language. You cannot expect to be a master. 
On the contrary, Mr. Cream, I can certainly expect it, but I must do expect the eventual onset of disappointment. <laughs> and you then must expect my refuting of that disappointment. You have done excellent work. If my work is excellent, sir, it is only by the fact that I have an excellent teacher. Or, I suppose in this case, Moonshi. <laughs> I am flattered, ma'am. As I am flattered by you. Tell me, Mr. Cream, why does a young and dashing man such as yourself stay by the side of this old queen when everything you have ever known and everyone you have ever loved is a world away? Are you suggesting you do not want my company? Quite the contrary, dear Munchi. I am just endlessly curious why I am so lucky to have it. To be perfectly honest, ma'am, I like that you like me. Oh, whatever does that mean? I am an Indian in England. A Muslim in Christendom. A servant among royals. When I came here to serve you, I was not met with kindness by any soul. So when it was kindness I found with you, how could I not want to linger longer? But is kindness not the most simple of things? Love is patient and kind. That is what the Apostle Paul wrote. And as it was said by the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, Allah is kind, and he loves kindness in all matters. Yes, well, it seems your God and mine agree on quite a few things. I would hope, as they are one in the same. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Oh, they are, ma'am. My God is as yours, the God of Abraham and Isaac, of Moses and David, of Christ and Mohammed. Peace be upon them. Well, then... Would you look at that? You learn something new every day. It is actually rather frustrating when you think about it. I really am learning something new every day in your company, yet each new thing learned feels as something I should have known long ago. I feel as I have been in a cage of devised facts and specific knowledge, and here you have come from the outside world, the real world, to give me all I lack. I cannot give you all you lack, ma'am. Only what I do not. And for that, I am so very grateful and perfectly frustrated. I've learned Latin, I've learned Greek, I've learned French and German too. Yet every day I am amazed by all I never knew. Every day is full of wonderful and winsome wisdom, eclipsing all I've learned from the Kensington system. Like with Hindustani, 100 million people on the continent of India speak it, and yet in my whole life I've only just learned how to read it. The god of the Mohammedan, it seems, is my god too. It's surely shocking just to think of all I never knew. There is much we all will never know, ma'am. Quite. 30,000 years of history that I have never known. A land that was a mystery now feels like a home. What men of England dare to say is backward and inept. It's only comment on the kind of company they've kept. Any man could teach all that I have now taught you. But any man did not, it was but you who saw it through. When you're standing on a pedestal, it's very hard to know how high you really are until you try to go below, and then you find the knowledge that was always known by all, and then you see the pedestal was cracking all along. Perhaps, ma'am, you did not hire skilled enough builders. 
as Empress now of India and Queen of countless places. I am quite ashamed to say I've never seen the faces and never spoke the language or tread upon the ground where life itself is flourishing and countless dreams abound. Yet it is not dreams, ma'am. It is life. Life with all that comes with it. Good things and bad. Great beauty, but too terrible injustice. It is not a magical place. It is just a, a place. A place that is home. Then it is just the sort of place I wish I could see. Then do, ma'am. If anyone has the means to make it all that way, one would think the Empress of India could. Oh, no, Abdul. You are quite humorous. Not this aging queen. Not such a distance. So I suppose you will have to tell me more about it. <laughs> With pleasure, ma'am. To think of all I've never known, and all I never knew. To think of all I would have lost, if I had not met you. Yes, you. No one but you. Dare to teach me something new. Yet no one but you, Your Majesty, dared to listen. Have you seen just whom a mother dear's been traipsing round the scene? None other than that Indian, Mr. Abdul Kareem. She's always had a quite peculiar lingering eye for men. All right, no more, you see. This now comes down to me. Brown was bad, but this has reached the lowest decency. That's it. It's time I'm calling for a regency. Where in the hell is she finding these people? Ah. Dr. Reed, a word with you, please. Your Royal Highness, how may I help you? Not that I believe there is something that needs helping, but if you have something I could help you with, I would be happy to assist in any way I can. She's gone mad, sir. Mad seems a strong word, Your Royal Highness. But I must admit... The Queen is letting strangers run rampant around the palace like feral cats. I thought Brown was an appalling creature, but here comes this Abdul Karam parading around the halls as if he owns the place and deserves his own crown. Hell, for all the gifts she's given the man, the crown's no doubt next on the docket. I cannot disagree with you, sir, though I should hate to disagree with the Queen. Though, of course, I should hate to discredit my own credibility by disagreeing with you. So you agree, Dr. Reed. The Queen is mad and something must be done. I agree that her taste in friendships... Obsessions is more like it. As you say, sir, I agree they are less than reputable. Less than reputable. Less than reputable! Kareem is a clerk turned royal servant turned tutor to the Queen of the British Empire. Next, we'll be handing Parliament over to paupers in the royal fleet to drunkards who fall on the Thames. That seems a bit unlikely, sir. Everywhere he goes, the munchy weasels something more out of her. Clothes, houses, land in India. He's a nefarious crook playing the long game to seduce the Queen. That would be unfortunate because he has gonorrhea. Excuse me? I think I shouldn't have told you that. Wonderful. And on top of all of it, he's a lecher. 
Dr. Reed, you must agree that the Queen is old and impressionable. I hate to. But you do. I think so. Then it is settled. You will declare her unfit to rule. Only you as royal physician have the power, and only you can ensure Britain stays in the hands of the stable and sane. When, sir? When shall we do it? Tomorrow morning. Let us make it through this evening's state dinner without incident, and when all the guests are gone, and all is calm and quiet, then we shall do, well, what must be done. His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales. It seems they're calling my name. Until tomorrow, Dr. Reed. Her Royal Highness, the Princess Helena. Her Royal Highness, the Princess Louise. Bertie, did you talk to Dr. Reed? I did, and everything is to be handled with care very soon. Oh, I don't know about all this. Does it not seem a bit... Dramatic? It was dramatic when she named an Indian servant a companion of the Order of the Indian Empire. I like him as little as all of you, but a regency, Bertie. A regency, Louise. It is the only option. Her Majesty, the Queen. And her little shadow, Abdul. Evening, all. If you will please be seated for dinner. Pardon, Your Majesty. There does not seem to be a seat for myself. Is there not? I believe it is in the kitchen. Bertie? Yes, Mother? Do shut up. Will someone please have a place arranged for the Moonshee? Bertie, move over. Excuse me? I know very well you heard me, Bertie. Move over. I will not. I think you shall. If I say it, then you will do it. I am the Prince of Wales. There is no one to be seated between the crown and the heir. Bertie, please, you are making a scene. I am making a scene. Bertie, let it go. All right then, Louise. If you don't mind where our goodly Munchie sits, then he may have your seat. He will have no one's seat. I have said where his place shall be, and there shall be no more said about it. Mm, very well then. I shall say no more to you. Mr. Kareem, might I speak with you in the corridor? Munchie, you have no obligation to go with him. It is no bother, my queen. It shall be my pleasure to indulge His Royal Highness. Oh, I will be indulged. I do not know what you think you are doing here, but I wish to make you aware that your actions have consequences, and those consequences shall come swiftly and surely. I know not what you mean, Your Royal Highness. I was merely following the requests of our Queen. <laughs> you must think yourself so clever, so wise. Look at you. Born in some desolate, rotten place, and yet here you are, standing by the side of the most powerful woman in all the world, convincing her to do your bidding. I would think, sir, the state of where I was born reflects the men who rule it, not those who inhabit it. Do you find the state of India lacking, your royal highness? Do you suggest you cannot do anything to change it? And do you find yourself humorous? Do you think these quips are the key to endearing yourself to anyone but the withering queen? No quips, sir, but questions. If they offend you, you might then ask yourself why. I need ask myself nothing. I need do nothing. Because that is my right, and this is my palace, and this is my country. But you, with your smug little grin, and your darting little eyes, and your silver tongue that has gotten you this far, but no farther, what are you? What am I? What am I? Tell me what I am. 
what am I that you are not speaking man to man? I've blood in my veins and air in my lungs, hate in my heart and spite on my tongue. So what am I, what am I that you are not? What am I, what am I, give a name to me? Who are you, what are you, that I would want to be? Silver and gold, diamonds and blood, drowning the world in sovereignty's flood. Oh, what you are, what you are, I'll never be. You broke the bone through dominance and tried to rule through ignorance. But you cannot heal fully with something so empty, so it grows back crooked and wrong. Must we endure your dominance all in the name of providence? Why are my people your playthings to play with? And why are you something at all? I am the prince of this empire you hate, put here by God and determined by fate. Fate, what a laugh, fate, what a lie. Things you tell the masses just to keep the class ascending high. I am the ghost of this empire you made, haunting your life from the depths of the grave. Well, if you hate all the gifts we give, why do you reap what we sow? Remorse, remorse, I'll never get this I know too well. But if I can break into your heaven, then I can break out of your hell. Oh, what am I? What am I? Tell me what I am. What am I that you are not speaking man to man? I blood in my veins and air in my lungs, hate in my heart and spite on my tongue. So what am I? What are you? What can you hope to do about who I am? Know that your days are numbered, Mr. Kareem. As mortal men, so it is for us all. Oh, I'm still rattled by all that business last night. I just don't know why you couldn't wait to deal with it until this morning, Bertie. You are about to have all the power you need to exercise us of the munchie. Yes, well, some things cannot be delayed. Where is Dr. Reed? He should be here by now. Maybe he forgot. Hmm, as one casually forgets a coup d'etat. It is not a coup d'etat, but a perfectly legitimate regency due to the declining mental health of the aging monarch. Oh, right. That is, of course, if the doctor ever arrives to declare her mental health declined. Ah, Bertie, just in time. Do come in. Mother? Well, do hurry along now. I only have so much time left due to the fact that I am such an, what was it, old and withering queen? Does that sound familiar, Bertie? Oh, I, I... You know, I had a most wonderful conversation with Dr. Reed this morning. Wasn't that right, Dr. Reed? Yes, 
I suppose. And an even more enlightening one with Mr. Kareem. Wouldn't you agree, Munshi? I would, Your Majesty. Do any of you wish to guess at the topic for these conversations? I wouldn't even know where to begin. Wouldn't you? It's come to my attention that there's been some mild dissension Among this lazy lock of you who reek of proud pretension So let me set the record straight before you think there's a debate I wear the crown, they serve me And all you wretched lots serve at the pleasure of the queen Understood? Understood. Understood. Bertie? Mama, I fear for you. I fear him for Britain. And I fear for England when you are her king. You are all dismissed. Except, of course, for you, Mr. Cream. Please stay. Thank you, Your Majesty. Your protection of our friendship, it is a kindness I do not deserve. It is a kindness all men deserve, and it makes God happy. Is that not what your prophet says? And of course, you make me happy. How would you say, Mehushan? Mehushu. Yes. Right. Well, anyway, I am sorry about Bertie. He is and has always been such a nuisance. But he is not alone. No. Today he came with his sisters. <laughs> no, ma'am. I mean, he is the British officer to the Indian, the crown to the common man. This is the treatment we get often. Oh, that is a shame. Yes, and not everyone has a queen to defend them. Or at least they have not had one before. No, I suppose that does make you lucky. Now, Mr. Cream, would you mind getting me a cup of tea? I find all this ridiculous business has caused me a great headache. I need not be lucky. You could help them, as you did me. As you so graciously have bestowed your friendship to this man, you could do all of India. I should like to think that as Queen, my friendship is already failed. Now, enough of this waxing poetic, Mr. Cream. I really do need that tea. Of course, ma'am. Now, Mr. Kareem. At once. Princess Beatrice, whatever did happen to Mr. Kareem? Thankfully, Bertie had him shipped off back to India the moment Mama passed. If only we could ship these diaries back there with him. But I think we shall have these Hindustani diaries interred in the Royal Archives. Not knowing what is in them, it seems careless to destroy them. Even if they may have been careless to create. Of course, ma'am. I will make the arrangements. And Mr. Williams, there is no need to mention these journals to anyone. Or to ever mention Mr. Abdul Kareem.